0: river kids, picking up stones like David did, watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge. We went to church in a Detroit car, our daddies drank draft at the local bar, with a naked back just like old granddad did.
1: And we like cold cake beer, fixing up trucks. Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers
0: send them to the sky Must stop by hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the marcus show bro i am your host as i am every single time marcus himself and as always i'm brought to you with my partner in crime my number two he is the john shire to my mike sheshevsky ryan ryan buddy how's it going
1: great mark uh Perfect analogy for this time of the year. Yes, yes, sir. It's March, baby. It's March, so – yeah, go on. Two best weeks of the year are Mm. about to start. And honestly, we've discussed it before. I think conference tournament week is much better than the actual – More games. More games, and it's – I love watching those mid-major, like, Mm. championships. um, Like, when it's do or die, like, at least like with the Big Ten or ACC, whoever's in the Big Ten – or ACC championship game. Both teams are going to make the tournament no matter what. But yeah. For like these mid majors, it's win or go home. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, that's just what makes it so good. And just see the excitement of them. You know, you're excited because you're going to make the tournament. Like it, it doesn't matter if you have to pl- uh, play Kansas or Houston mm-hmm. or yeah. North, North Carolina. Even though they're probably not going to make it this year, but yeah,
0: still. yeah, yeah. Um. So I, I, as you said, it is. Uh, it's March sixth as we talk uh as this goes out um we are 10 short days away from and, and i know we have the play in games but uh, thursday's when it starts so yeah. the 16 17 18 the play in games are
1: fun to watch too
0: they are and and they do mean something it's 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 like the play in games for baseball like you know it means mm-hmm. something but it's you know um you know not not as much it, the feeling behind it is a little bit less um but you're right you're 100% right these are my Two favorite weeks of the year, I contend it's my favorite um, weekend of the year, hands down. I don't, I don't think there's many other sports weekends that really contend. Like the month of October is awesome. Um, bowl season is really awesome. Uh, but I, I, there's something about wall to wall basketball, nonstop, do or die, like win or go home that. Um, is just so, so amazing. So,
1: uh, heavy. Oh, it's heavy, so good.
0: Yeah. Uh, this will be a heavy college basketball episode next week. Um, we're going to break down the bracket, so we're going to wait until selection. So I think it happens early in the afternoon, four or five. Um, so we should have, uh,
1: you know, plenty of time. Yeah, to, it's, it's probably more like six o'clock honestly.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Well, because they, they usually end the big 10. I think the big 10 is the right. last and, one to end. Yeah. Cause they, uh,
1: they wait for all the conference championship games to be finished, so they yes. have obviously the field set. Yeah.
0: Um, so we'll uh I think next week's episode is gonna be a lot of breaking down the bracket, a lot of kind of building our brackets in real time, uh, and looking at that. And obviously it's gonna change, like you know, all that kind of stuff. But um uh asked a couple of our buddies to send in some questions uh for us to discuss and and before we get to any of those. You asked me something earlier that I kind of want to lead this off with cuz they are the number 1 team in the nation. Houston today gets a um huge win over Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um to uh at the buzzer. At the buzzer. Yeah, uh it was tied. Looks like it was going to go to overtime. Um and and Guy hits a, a mid-range shot uh at the buzzer to end up winning by two. You asked me is Houston the best team in the nation? And my response to you was absolutely
1: not. No. But yeah, a very definitive no. Very <laughs> definitive no.
0: So and I want to kind of explain myself a bit and I knew I wanted to explain myself. And then I can kind of get your your um feedback from it. So uh and, and for anybody out there listening, sorry this is gonna be a very me dominated talking. I don't like when that happens, but um <laughs> I love college basketball and I just have so many hard feelings about it. Like so many strong uh, emotions that I like to get out and I get to put a microphone in front of my mouth and do it. So whatever. Um, but Houston, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's a really weird thing. Cause I think they finished now 29 and two, I think is their final record. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, by far, have, I think, the best record in the nation. I think Alabama's lost four games, maybe five games. Yeah. Now, it's different because one's playing in the SEC, uh, right. and the other one's it's playing in the, the The level a- of
1: competition is much different. Like, is a little bit tougher. different, yes.
0: It's much tougher. Um, The reason that I unequivocally say no to Houston is – now, let's start with the good. Houston, defensively, is really, really good. Um, yes, they are fast they get a lot of transition buckets get a lot of stops blocks um steals like like defensively they they are a really really sound team um they go as cold offensively as any team i've ever seen like they just they'll win games like 49 to 44 um and just not score and if they run into a team that can make a couple buckets and and can put in threes they they kind of get run out of the gym a bit because offensively they're just not super efficient shooting wise um and when you get into the tournament like all you got to do is find it, we, we see these teams each year um that get one or two dudes that just get nuclear hot um uh-huh. and take down big teams and i i, I without seeing the bracket obviously going to see it next week and i could completely change what i say because the matchups may change but I texted you and I texted David the same thing. I think they go out in the round of 32.
1: I don't think that they go. They you yeah, did they, say that. I, and I I think what their issue is, like, Houston, like, yeah, they're like a – they're similar to Gonzaga to where they're not a, a Power 5 team, but they have a very historic program. Yeah. So yes. they're going to attract attract attention pretty much no matter who they play. But like Gonzaga – what their issues? Is. They just don't have enough of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Those, yes. like we said, for you know they don't have those horses. Mm-hmm. And I think they run into a team in the round of 32. Like I'm gonna well, pull up Joe Lenardi's Bracketology right no, now. No, you're
0: good because they're gonna play either an eight or nine. I think is the way. Yeah, it works I'm, I'm trying out. to see
1: who he has projected. Okay, yeah. they're gonna play an Illinois or an Arkansas. I think those are two good examples. Yeah, of power yes. five schools who have those dudes like. Illinois, I feel like they always have, like, a dude who's, like, seven feet tall, who's just yeah. a massive, like, someone who they can't guard. Like, hey, I, you see it, it all the time. Like, remember on. Wichita State was undefeated when they yes. lost in the round around yeah, 32 yeah. to Kentucky? Yes. Who's an, an underseated uh team but you know, kind of underperformed, but got was, hot at the right time.
0: That was Julius Randle year, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, it yes. was. Yeah. And it's not like they, they blew him out of the water. It was a tight game, but they were able... Wichita State didn't have those dudes that Kentucky had. Yeah, they had Fred Van Bleed and Ron Baker, but it's it, it, it's still not enough. Like, yeah. I think like Kentucky is better because uh, th- I'm using that same argument I hate that they use for football where the schedule that they make that they play I think makes them tougher. Yes. Sort of yes. Like, yeah, they yeah. play tougher. It's like um
0: it's like when the ACC grind, back in the day. Yes. yes. Back in the ACC days when you were getting like Peak Duke and Peak North Carolina. Yes. Um and and they had just gotten pit in and like it was it there was Duke's a grind too, Vir- when thing, when yeah. Buzz when Buzz Williams was at Virginia Tech um you're playing Virginia uh all those kind of teams like it's it it definitely was a grind. So um no, I think Houston if they play Arkansas, Arkansas could run them out of the gym. Like Arkansas is a team that I, just I has, that too. has enough athletes and has uh a, a good enough coach in Eric Musselman to game yes. plan around them was not having and yes. Musselman
1: has experience with beating a one seed like a mid major one seed yes. as an eight seed. Like or no, there was a two they beat Cincinnati mm-hmm. when he was at Nevada.
0: Yeah. But
1: they had those yeah. those Martin twins who were really good. Yeah. Houston
0: Houston to start the year was just crushing teams because they were like, the defense was turning into fast yeah. offense and they've been heavy favorites. I think the past like month and a majority of their games and they have not covered well, Which you I know, know
1: what's going to hurt is like, you need to be able to score to win in March. Like yes. and I, that's very cliche in basketball, but yeah, like you can have a great defense all you want, but if your offense isn't helping you out, then it's almost like you have to literally pray that, mm-hmm. you know, you to shut the other team out, well, almost like look at
0: look at two years ago when Oral Roberts beat Ohio State and Ohio State was one of the better teams in the nation. Yeah, like they just had a guy that was he was the number one scorer in the nation. Yeah, and, and they just had a guy that could score outscore Ohio State or uh, you know help the team outscore Green Ohio State. Shooting, yeah, yes,
1: that's the other thing that's so great about the tournament is, you know, you get to see some of these guys from smaller schools who don't get enough spotlight, and it's like wow, these guys are really good players. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I don't know if you have. uh I don't know if you have anything else, uh, to go with that with the Houston take, um, before we get into into some of these other topics of discussion. But uh, mm-hmm. that was the first thing that came came to my mind about that was, um, that I I just they're 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 probably going to win the AAC, um, unless yeah. Memphis. But Memphis is really good too. Like they, play, they, they played Memphis, Memphis did, yesterday. Was,
1: I watched the beginning of the game yeah. on my break today, and it looked like the game was a little chippy, just with how they ran out of the locker room and, mm-hmm. uh. Houston ran through like their line that Memphis was in, so some pushing and shoving happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mem- Memphis doesn't. Uh, they 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 didn't really back down. There was no fear of yeah. Houston. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think, um, Houston could end up winning that. Winning. Uh, and I think they were. Um, they needed some chips to fall the right way to win the regular season one because Houston has just been so dominant. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, they they they're a team that could win, and it, I I don't think it matters. I think as long as because I think Houston or Memphis is going to go in as the two seed in the tournament, and Houston will be the one, and so they'll play. They most likely would play each other in the finals. Uh, yeah, and and I think Houston. one-seed. happens, which I, yes, and I lot. think Houston gets a one seed either way. Um, yeah, just because the way that's all played out. So, uh, but anyway, um. One of the other questions that we got, and, and, and a team that kind of parallels Houston in my mind, uh, we got this from uh, our dude Tony. Shout out Tony. I want to shout out all these guys. Um, uh, But Tony uh, did ask, is the Big Ten going to make a run or be a bust? And I think that we talked a little bit last week um, about the Big Ten a little bit. And, and one of the teams that sticks out <clears throat> in my mind that kind of is parallel to Houston is Purdue. Purdue is very similar in the sense of mm-hmm. um, good defensively, um, kind of archaic offense in the yeah. fact that they just don't score well. And the reason that they were really good last year is because they um, – not only did they still have Zach Eady, the uh, Jaden but they, Ivey. They, yeah, Jade Ivey, who was a slasher, who – his it, he was hot and cold when it came to three-point shooting, but when he was on, he was very, very dangerous.
1: Right. Um, they still a top-five pick, so he was yeah. – he was that guy.
0: Yeah. And they just, they don't have anybody like that this year. They're another team that wins games very, very ugly. Um, but when teams get good shots on them, um, they just get crushed. They just get crushed. Um, and, uh, so they're another team that's going to go in probably as a one seed. They're probably going to win the Big Ten because, um, and we can kind of, this will now expand on Tony's question a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, When you look at the state of the Big Ten, uh, you have Purdue, you have uh, Indiana, um, Penn State, who Penn State is just so hot and cold, it's hard to tell what Penn State you're going to get. Maryland,
1: who... uh, like The Big Ten is weird where Joe Nardi right now has 10 Big Ten teams making it, but mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like the Big Ten is as dominant as they've been in the past. It feels like because I know he's got Penn State and Wisconsin as like part of his last four in. Mm-hmm. It feels like the Big Ten is just.
0: I think it feels more to me like they have, the... they have
1: a lot of good teams, but not yeah, no one who's going to make a lot of noise.
0: Well, it's because a lot of these big the the Big Six conferences are so top heavy. Um, besides, I would say the Big East. Um, most of them are top like. The SEC is very top-heavy. The ACC is extremely top-heavy. The Pac-12 is extremely top-heavy, where, like, you have one or two really good teams, and then the rest just kind of fall off a cliff where the Big Ten's different in the sense that, like you said, there's nobody that's really great in the Big Ten this year. They're all just kind of good, and they all kind of seem like they could— like, they can get 10 teams in, and then we can get to the Sweet 16, and there's, like, two left. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and I think that is what's going to happen. Um, but you know what? Like, I feel like Michigan State would be the team who would make a run, if we're being honest. Just, yeah. Tom Izzo somehow every year finds a way, no matter because mm-hmm. Izzo in March, it's yeah, nothing like it. Like
0: yeah, January, February, so, Izzo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no matter like what their record is or how like they limp in the March, that he they just find a way to get it done. Like. That's a guy he's been there before he knows what it takes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he uh and, and here's the thing early in the season I loved them as underdogs. They were awesome as like they they I think a lot of people slept on Michigan State coming into this year. Yeah. Um and uh had a lot of success as the underdog. Uh once they started getting favored a little bit, they started petering out as well. Um you just I I just think of the Big 10 as a whole and, and like I said uh like you're right. There's just no team that sticks out to me that can like everybody's really high on Indiana. I just really don't think Indiana is yeah. going to like. I I they could make the Sweet 16. I just don't see them as an elite eight team yeah. because they're not going to be able to play in Assembly Hall, which is where they have so so much success. Right. Um, and they struggled on Sunday with a Michigan team that is not that good. Like Michigan is not that good. What's this really show.
1: crazy about Michigan is. They're seventeen and fourteen. Probably not going to make the tournament, but they're still like tied for second in the Big Ten. Yeah, like make that make. Like that just shows you how weird the Big Ten is this year. Yes,
0: extremely. Uh, Northwestern has been a really solid team, but they they started so poorly. I think this would be their second
1: tournament appearance ever when they. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Um. And so it's it's it's, you know, top to bottom, it's tough to say. Um. When it comes to the Big Ten, uh, Illinois is one that you know. Obviously, Purdue played Illinois yeah, on Sunday. We talk, too, so, yeah, we talked. Yeah, we about that. But, but you know, I, I just don't know. They're so hot and cold as well. Yeah, um, Iowa, who typically is is a really really good team, going into the tournament, is also just not strong. So I, I, I wouldn't call. iowa it... is
1: another one of those teams. They, they just they don't have enough of those dudes. Yes. To, like, they're a great regular season team, but. I just can't see them getting past, like, the first weekend.
0: Yes, me either. So, um, to answer – and f- for teams like Nebraska and Ohio State, they're going to have to win the Big Ten to get in. They're gonna have to win the tournament. Yeah, to
1: Ohio State is not getting in the, uh, the tournament.
0: Ohio State started off the season so strong, and then – They did, and then – They lost, like, nine or ten in a row, and it was, yeah. it was GGs from that point and then on. And somehow
1: beat Illinois and Maryland back-to-back, and then – Yes,
0: it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, no matter what
1: Sam Block says, Ohio State's
0: not getting into the tournament. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's I think that's two or three weeks in a row. Sam Block name. I'm glad that to take a sidebar. I'm glad that he annoys you like he annoys me.
1: Like I might be delusional, but at the same time, I'm like, no, hit, no, uh, you,
0: you are a fan in every sense of the word. He is delusional. Like I won't call yes. you delusional. I'll say your fandom, like you're gonna ride or die with your team. He is a delusional human being that just spouts like nonsense, nonsense Um uh, <laughs> and so like uh, it's it's crazy. Um, so it somehow
1: works for ESPN.
0: I don't think he does. I I asked David. I think that he he interned for ESPN and then didn't get the job, but he just kept the ESPN thing to make it seem like he's official.
1: He's a legit. Well, they probably yeah. saw his takes and they're like, yeah, get out of here. They
0: could. Yeah, the Athletic could hire him. They need more riders, don't they?
1: I love the athletic too. Let's not poison the athletic with him. <laughs>
0: no, no, I think the athletic, the joke is the athletic already has a ton of riders for like everything. I think they have a big, no, they, like, they do, they do, yeah, for like everything. So, uh, to answer Tony's question though, to like kind of put a bow on this one, I wouldn't say that they're gonna bust because I don't think that there's any, uh, wait, pause by the way. Um, I don't think that, uh, there's just not the, hype that goes with them. So I don't think there's going to be a run, but I don't think any team, I don't think the big 10 is going to like fizzle out. Cause I don't think we have expectations for the big 10 this year going into the
1: tournament. No, I, I would agree on that.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, anything else with that?
1: I think we, I think we covered yeah.
0: that. Um, all right, Ryan hit me with another one.
1: All right. This one's from Matt. And I think this is a really good one. Tan can Kansas go back to back,
0: man. I've thought about this a lot. So, um, <laughs>
1: they're a projected. They're they're projected one seed, correct? Yes. Me if I'm...
0: Uh, so I I believe yeah, yes, they okay. yes they are. Yes they are. Yes they are. Yes they are because they're gonna win the big the Big Twelve they're again. Big Twelve too. regular season yes. champs. Uh, they're Big Twelve regular season champs again. It seems like they do that every year. And I know. They in a year so that good. the Big Twelve is freaking insane. Like I I think we've talked about it before. I've talked about it before. Um, the Big Twelve is nutty this year between them and Baylor's kind of. They've lost like three of their last four or two of the last three or something crazy. So like Baylor's kind of sputtering out, but TCU is good. Kansas state is good. Shout out Colton. Um, Yep. (laughs) Like uh, Texas, even with beard getting fired, Texas so senior led that, that they continue to have success. They just beat Kansas um, this past week. Um, You have teams like, like Oklahoma's a good a team and it, then I I'm love how you brought up
1: senior led like you see a lot of time these teams that are run by like freshmen they don't have the experience to get it done when it comes mm. when it gets to March yeah so I think having having the experience which I think Kansas is bringing back mm. a fair amount of guys from their team last year
0: uh um, yeah I think that uh It's something like though, like they're bringing guys back, but like seventy percent of their scoring left, something like that. So they have experience that was on the team. uh, Yeah,
1: who's the most outstanding player who was drafted by the Cavs? Yeah, and then traded for Jonathan Mitchell. Shout out.
0: Shout out Jonathan Mitchell.
1: But I would say, but this is when was the last time a team went back to back? It's hard to like go back to
0: back. I don't know. Look that up while I spout off some stuff. Um, but. When you look at, like, the, the Ken Palm, like, you know, ratings of, like, I think you have to be top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency to be, be even – so what is it? It's – you got to be ranked in the top 10, like, by week, like, six or seven and be ranked in the top 25 in offensive and efficiency for Ken Palm to be considered, like, it's been an, an insane amount of, of winners um, for uh, the national title. Uh, Florida
1: was the last team to go back to back.
0: Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Those years. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: but at the same time, that's been 16 years since that. Yeah. It's hard because
0: it it's is. a single elimination tournament that.
1: Uh, and I think what makes it so hard is yes, you say single elimination and just one bad shooting night and you're out. Like, you no, know, but yes. even if you're playing like a team that you're better than. Yeah. And I think what makes it hard is with. Unlike football or basketball, you can just leave like as a freshman. Like, mm-hmm. so, like these guys aren't sticking around to go back to back. Like with that Florida team, Joaquin Noah, Al Horford, um, uh, Corey Brewer, those guys were on both of those teams. Yeah, they, were they had all it, three yes. lottery picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not seeing guys come back, I guess, to do a repeat. They're mm-hmm. just going. They're going pro. Yeah. So and that and we saw Kansas lost seventy percent of her scoring from last year. So. It is going to be difficult but yeah. I would say is it possible for them to go back to back? Yes, will they? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say <laughs> it's- I'm going to go more e- explicit than you are. Um you're right, can they do it? I think that they have a good shot to do it. Will they know? Um I wouldn't put money on them to do it. Let's just say that. So like um if you're looking at the odds I think they're like plus 600 or plus 700 to win the whole thing. Um I I would not put money on them before the tournament to 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 win it again because like we said it's just so so tough and they had such a good team last year um yeah. but the argument against that is they're so battle hardened between playing those really big big twelve teams those really good big yes. 12 teams um that playing these other you know lesser opponents from even other conferences, is going to be a lot easier for them. So yeah. Um,
1: and I want to piggyback with another question off of this since you brought them up. Uh, Dave wants to know, how much do you take Ken Palm rankings into account when making tournament picks? So, I.
0: That's a really good one. Shout out, David.
1: Uh, you brought them up, so I'm like, we have to follow up this question. No, you good? Too perfect.
0: I don't. So I I look at it. It's not my end all be all. I like to look at more of the matchups and like what I've seen all okay. season long in the consistency of like how teams have played and in the style that they play in. Um, like the year Gonzaga and Baylor both made the finals, uh, I thought both those teams were no brainers to make it all the way. Now, did I have upsets? Of course, like, but right. um, that made the most sense last year. I think I did have Kansas getting upset at a certain point. Um, and I think I had, well, last year it was weird because Kentucky was the number two team. And I think that region and they lost to St. Peter's. Um, and so, uh, but as yeah, far but
1: was, as St. Peter's went to the sweet 16 last year, they did, they did.
0: So as, as, as far as the Ken Palm stuff goes into taking into account for me, um, I do very minor, very minor. I'm more analytics over analytics when it comes to this. What about you?
1: To me, I I just I just go gut feeling. Like it's yep. it's tough because like you just you don't know what's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. does do they match up well with wherever they're playing? Mm-hmm. Does so, someone get hurt during the game? Do they just have a bad shooting night sort of yes. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's so so. What I was saying about like the last couple
0: winners and how they're picked and and all that kind of stuff when it comes to the top 25 offense, top 25 defense, I never finished that thought, is I saw a thing that the the three teams that fit that criteria are Houston, Kansas, and Tennessee. And I wouldn't take Tennessee right now to uh, have a very deep run. Like, I don't think they – again, it all comes down to matchups. So, like, uh, my tune can change next week when I see it, but I don't think Tennessee's a Final Four team, and depending on the matchups, they might not be an Elite Eight team. Um, because they're just not playing as good of basketball as they were earlier in the year when they were playing really, really good defensive basketball and being able to play both full and half-court offense. Uh, like Alabama um, is another team that I think is very highly rated. Ken Palm rankings. Um, Creighton. Creighton is a very good example. Creighton is a very high-rated offense and defensive efficiency Um, Ken Palm-rated uh, team. And they lose regularly to Big East teams that they probably shouldn't lose to or struggle with um, because you just don't know what you're going to get. So uh, I think it's more off of a feel and more off of a, I've watched way too much college basketball this year to then let numbers dictate everything that I'm going to do and think. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree on that.
0: Yeah. Um anyway uh but i do look at it and i'm going to continue to look at it and continue to take it in and all that kind of stuff so um ryan um before, yes, before we take a quick break let's go ahead and segue real quick and then when we come back from our break we'll pick up on a couple more of these questions um on the topic of college basketball we both want to talk about the situation going on in our city University of Dayton, and Anthony Grant. Now, yes. um, Grant was praised very highly in 2020, 2019, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I it think he was well-deserving. Almost. Well-deserved. I think also at the same time he had the best player in the nation 000. on his team. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, the,
1: the, the best player in the country. Yeah, in the country. Yes, he won every yes. major oh, award. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that helped out a ton with that. Yeah. Um And – We've seen a lot more struggles within the past couple of years, a lot more blown leads, so getting out fast and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to let you kind of control this one and give your thoughts on Grant real quick.
1: Yeah, it's just how would we rate Grant? Because we it, remember, Dayton was preseason ranked in the, in the top 25. They were ranked 24th. Mm-hmm. Now, they've had a lot of injuries this year. You know, Malachi Smith has missed time. Kobe Elvis missed time too. R.J. Blak- Blakeney's missed some games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've only had three games to where they've been complete, where they've had everyone available, and two of them have been the, their two most recent games. So, oh. I think that's part of it. But what it's like? What has Grant shown that makes you think he can be the guy to lead Dayton? Like, let, let's just look at his ten years so far. So, his first year, it's a transition year. They're not very good, and it's you know for a lot of reasons because you get hired, you can't get all your recruits. You lose a couple guys because Archie goes. Mm-hmm. So then his next year, they're a much better team. They lose, I think it was an upset loss to St. Louis. Go to the NIT lose again. The next year. Awesome year. Like mm-hmm. and honestly, it's probably I think it's 2020 that kind of hurts him. It's it's just a huge what if. Like, we know they would have been in the tournament, they would have been the one seed. They probably would have won the A 10 tournament. Like, could they have won it at all? Could they have made the final four? If that happens, how are we looking at Anthony Grant now? Because yeah. you know, the, the next year is basically just a COVID year, which was, you know, it, it was a tough year. It was it was a mm-hmm. tough year for a lot of teams, but yeah. And then last year, where they were the last team, the first team out of the tournament to where if they don't lose to Richmond, they make it. And actually if Davidson beats Richmond in the championship game, Dayton's in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is I think even worse because I remember watching the selection show knowing that there's no chance that they made it. And the fact that they were that close is just
0: mm-hmm. – Yeah.
1: But for me, with Grant, it all comes down to that 2020, like, which is a huge what if. Like, we will never know how – you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And And I feel like Grant – because I just don't like some of his, like, offensive plays down the stretch of games. Like, mm-hmm. I just – I just don't think he's a very good in game strategy coach. Like, and I think a lot of it is he's riding off of Obi Toppin's coattails.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think he is too. I think that, um, I think that that's a fair assessment and a fair, uh, way to, to look at it. And, um, yeah, I just, I've, I've been so kind of fed up with the, Losing games that they shouldn't and the yes. blown leads when they shouldn't way too, be blown. Way too, yes, leads. Way too many
1: – yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like because Dayton is the two-seed in the A-10 tournament as of right now. Yeah. Um, and they would more than likely, just looking at the bracket, uh, there's three teams they could play. I believe it's Rhode Island, uh, St. Joe's, or and, and then they would play the winner of the George Washington winner of those two games. So mm-hmm. more than likely George Washington. They're yeah. the highest seed. And I think they can beat what I see happening is I see Dayton making it all the way to the A ten championship game and losing and just choking in the like the last thirty yeah. seconds kind of yeah. what we've been accustomed to seeing. Which now. if
0: that happens, I think you gotta move on from Grant. I don't I don't think that you can
1: I, it's tough what because makes it, what makes it tough is he he's a UD grad. Yes. Like so, he's a former yes. player. Between so... that
0: and the year with Toppin, it's yes, yes. He, he hits a little bit of a longer leash.
1: Yeah. And and Dayton's not one of those schools. Yes, they're a basketball. When was the last time UD fired a coach? Like Archie left for a bigger job. Brian Gray, because mm-hmm. Dayton's the type of school to where for usually you use Dayton as like a stepping stone to get you that bigger that power five job. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony Grant's in a unique situation to where he's already had that power mm-hmm. five job at Alabama. And he's coaching as alma mater. And he's now and he literally said because he was coaching in the NBA as an assistant with Billy Donovan. And, um, and he literally, he also said like the Dayton job was the only job he considered. Like he was done coaching in college. The only job he would take if, if available would be the UD job. And that's what he's got. It opened up. So it's. Yeah. And, and, but then the the
0: issue comes with who do you then go to get? Who's better? Exactly. Um, Exactly.
1: And then he's a great recruiter because guys are going to be leaving then. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, not an easy situation, but let's mm-hmm. – they are talented enough to get – to win the A-10 tournament. Now, will, will they is a whole different question sort of Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 Um, If they – I don't know. If they choke it away, that's going to be tough, tough. I'm going to throw a name out there. I've been thinking about him a lot, and now as I look at his numbers, he's probably not the sexiest pick in the world. But I've been so, so high on Cornell's head coach, Brian Earle, all year. Ooh. Um he doesn't really dominate – uh, like, it, he doesn't pop off the picture as, like, this guy needs to make the move up. Um, but I watched the way his teams play, and they play very hard. He's a Princeton grad, coached at Princeton, now the head coach at Cornell. He was uh, the Ivy League coach of the year last year. He does have a sub-500 record, so I think that that kind of holds it back. But um, the – Cornell's not a team that really blows leads. They play tough the entire time. And I do think, because I've watched a lot of Ivy League basketball, um, you're strapped. Like, as an Ivy League team, you're playing back-to-back games Fridays and Saturdays uh, because of your academic standards. Um, you're strapped with who you can recruit, um, all this kind of stuff. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how that philosophy works somewhere else. And if if Dayton was a place to do that, then that'd be cool. Um, but I think you're right. I, I think it's all null and void because I think that uh, – I think no matter what happens in this A-10 tournament, Grant's going to be back at least for one more year.
1: I would agree. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, Ryan, let's go ahead and take a quick break real quick. We'll come back, answer a couple more of these questions, uh, and uh, continue on with our college basketball extravaganza. What do you say?
1: Sounds good, Mark.
0: All right. Hey there, everyone. Well, me and Ryan are taking a quick break. Remember to go into whatever app you're, you're using, whether it be Spotify, Uh, or Apple Podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for us. Um, Download the episode. uh, Give us a rate. Give us a review. It really does help with the show, and we really do appreciate it, Uh, and it goes a long way um, for both of us. So please remember to subscribe, and here we come back to the show. All right. We are back, and we got more questions to go as it relates to college basketball. So Ryan, why don't you go ahead and give us another?
1: Okay. Um, let's see. With the top teams constantly going back and forth in the rankings this year, do you think this will be more common in coming years, or do you think we'll see some of the uh, teams go back to being top dogs?
0: Okay. So, uh, question more based on: Are we going to see more dominant teams moving forward, or are we? Is there going to be more parity? I think that's the one thing about college basketball mm-hmm. that's awesome. Is Rarely do we see teams go wire to wire like I think like the 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 Anthony Davis Kentucky team
1: um yeah the, they're probably like the the last like most dominant like college yes, team. Yes, like
0: super yeah, super dominant college team. But
1: even that um, Duke team with Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett wasn't like they they lost in what the Elite 8, but they still weren't they were good, they're dominant, but they weren't, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think – so college basketball is is such a unique sport in the sense that, like, basketball in and of itself is you can get a player or two and be really, really good and just good role yeah. players that fit where they need to. It's not like football where you need all 11 to 22 to 33 guys that are starting, whether it be special teams, defense, offense, all 100 guys that make up the scout team. You know, you know whatever the case is, you need all of those guys to win championships like you can't just have like like how often does the you know Heisman trophy winner actually win the national title um
1: we don't it, see that a lot really it doesn't
0: happen a lot because there's a difference between having the best player and then also winning championships as a as a complete team um and so like like to to kind of steer and then we'll, I I swear we'll come back to this question because it is a really good one um is uh like Stetson Bennett? Like he was put up for the Heisman this year, but he had no chance of winning it. It was no. just his team was the best team, right. um overall. And so, like, uh, I think with college basketball, I think that's what makes it so attractive is the parity. Like, um, yes, obviously you get the Kansas's, your Dukes, your your blue bloods, your North Carolinas, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you also get your teams like your Purdue's within the past couple of years, your Houston's, your, um. UCLA coming back, Arizona, um, Gonzaga, uh, St. Mary's this year in the WCC. Um,
1: like, what uh, makes college basketball great is you got those, like, really good, like, mid-major. I, I wouldn't call Gonzaga a mid-major, but mid-major they're major a conference, I mean, yeah. Well, it's based on the conference, but I think Gonzaga has kind of risen to the top for that yeah. just because yeah. they've – well, they lost in the finals. They haven't they? Haven't mm-hmm. won yet. Um, but they've been in the tournament every year. They get a lot of like top recruits. Yeah. Um, I would call Saint, but Saint Mary's, like, you get a lot of like really good like blue blood mid majors. Saint, just... Saint Mary's,
0: Saint Mary's, getting a lot of the runoff guys that can't get into Gonzaga anymore. Yeah, they're they're now going to Saint Mary's. I I feel like so. Um, but uh. I think that we're especially with the NIL and the way that college basketball is and the way that college sports is. Uh-huh. I do think we're gonna see a lot of this parody continue to happen. I think you're gonna see good Memphis teams with Penny Hardaway being able to give oh, yeah. give uh good NIL deals. You're gonna Penny's see Penny's like
1: the uh, the Deion Sanders of college basketball. He is. You're yeah, going yeah. to Memphis to play for Penny.
0: Yes, that's that's a really good comparison, I think, Ryan, the the to make between the two. Um you're gonna see your your Florida teams and your Miami of Florida and your now that they can do the NIL stuff the same way uh, as anybody else kind of opened it up with them. Um, you're oh. you're gonna see that uh, with with a sea change as well. So, uh, in my opinion, and I want to kind of get your thoughts on it. I, I I do think that we're gonna continue continue to see. Um, like I think we're past the days of Duke and North Carolina just dominating everything and not so much can't because Kansas doesn't feel I don't know, they're they're just a weird outlier of like they just never go away. And Bill Self is such a good, good head coach and such a good recruiter and it's such a self running machine. But like like you're you lost right at Villanova, so you have like this little bit of a power vacuum in the in the big east. Um and and so I uh I, I think we are going to see a little bit more uh, diversity moving forward, just because of that.
1: No, I, I agree with that. And man, I, I you almost read that Jay Wright retired. I know it's crazy, isn't it?
0: Um, and, and Villanova, they're a team like they're. I think that they have a very good chance of winning the Big East tournament. Um,
1: I think so too, because
0: I don't think they get into the the Big Dance without winning it. Uh, and so like I think that their backs are kind of against the wall, but the Big East is so so. I, I I've mentioned it a couple episodes. It's so deep when you really sit there and watch it. Um, they have teams like Xavier, like Marquette, like UConn, like Creighton, um, like Providence. Uh, Providence has dropped the last couple, but they've been so consistently good all season long. Um, and then you have like these sleeper teams like Saint John's uh you have the the bottom of the barrel, obviously, with like uh DePaul and uh Butler hasn't played super well this year um and and Georgetown has just been abysmal um the past couple of seasons um but of all those teams, I think Villanova has the make up to to kind of win that tournament and then find their way in um and then you get a number of big East teams that are in there so uh, I forget where I was starting with this, Ryan, but that was a really good question. I think that yeah, it oh, will. Yeah, yeah. There will
1: be more parity, or yeah,
0: yeah. So I think that's a good. Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. I think that there will be. There's going to be more parity. Yeah,
1: and I, I would agree with that too. And like we said, it's just hard to win this tournament
0: back to back. Like it is. Because... It's. I think that we've become so. Desensitized to how difficult it is in football because we've had like two or three, like the Alabama and the Georgia teams that have gone back to back a couple of times. That well, not even Alabama, Alabama has, has like breakups in their the last time they went back to back was 2012, 2011, 2012, 2013, something like that. Um, but they win it like every other year, and then you know, so I think we got desensitized to that. It's It's tough in college basketball to win the championship year after year after year or, or win it and then not win it and then win it again the, the, you know, year after. So. Right. um, But uh, I love these. Ryan.
1: These are, these are some good questions. Give me, give me another one. All right. Um, which of the blue bloods who under, who underperformed this year during the regular season has the best chance of making a run. So, whether it's a North Carolina mm-hmm. because pre- their preseason number one, um, Duke. I mean, would you say Duke underperformed? I mean, that's a weird one just because it's John Shire's first year. Yeah, and no more Coach K, but mm-hmm. you still expect Duke to be good no matter what. Yeah. Um, your
0: UCLA is your yeah. um, you know uh yeah. So I. Now going into the tournament, I'm really high on Duke. Really, really high. Like, it, they have quietly put together a very, very good season. Now, they don't have – I don't believe they have any top 25 wins. Um, But the ACC is tough. Wait. So no, good. pause. I think they do. Um, They have to because they beat Miami, Florida at home. They didn't lose a home game this year. Duke did not lose at Cameron Indoor Stadium this year, which kind of got swept under the rug um, as far as, like, everything else goes. And I've been very high since January on on Miami of Florida. Um, I think that they're an Elite Eight team. Um, and kind of just looking at what Duke's done and, and how strong they are and the, the the stability that they have, and I think Shire's kind of figuring it out. And um, I think, he,
1: yeah, I, I agree on that. He is, too. Yeah. He, um, yeah. I can see Duke putting up a run. I, think, I, I agree.
0: I think Duke's the one team um like if we're if we're taking Kansas out of it. Cause I think we were in the first segment we already talked enough about Kansas and and the thought process between them making it. So I think Kansas is is the one that's like the heavy heavy favorite. If we're talking dark horses to like dark horse blue bloods to to make a run after it, it's Duke or it's UCLA um with uh Mick Cronin. Um they're really good. They are really, really good. They stomped on that. Arizona on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arizona is a really, really good team as well. Um, yeah. So uh, do, do you have any difference or anything to add?
1: Um, is where is the – well, North Carolina, are they are they a bubble team or are they um, – I think
0: so, especially with losing uh... – And
1: then they lost to Duke again. Yes. I'm just going to be a cliche, and I'm just going to say North Carolina if they make it, because look, they've they had the experience, they've been there before. Yeah. Um. They, I mean, they were in the finals last, or yeah, the finals last year. So, and they're just one of those teams. Just, get, just give them a chance, and then they can make something happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I I could see North Carolina as well because you're right, the experience and the the being there before and and all that kind of stuff. You, it has to play a role. It has to play a role. Um, Kentucky is so up and down. I'm not gonna. I'm not they willing are. to. I'm not willing to put them in, and like we've talked about it on this show before. Like we've kind of brought into question the actual coaching. of not as a recruiter. As a recruiter, John Calipari is unreal. Um, we've brought into question his ability to in-game adjustments like not just not just float on the fact that he's got the best athletes in the nation because now everybody gets those kind of guys. Yes. So, um anyway, uh that's a good one. That was another that's another really good one. Uh
1: Do you have do, any do you have any more?
0: I'm just super high on Duke man. Like I uh they're going to make the tournament no matter what. I think they're going to be like a 2 or 3 seed uh going in. Um I I still I'm still going to hold by it. I'm not going to I'm not going to you know say that Miami Florida is not going to win um the ACC tournament. I still think they win the ACC tournament. Uh because they've got two really good senior guards and they they play really good defense and they get up and down the court uh really really well. So um I'm really high on Miami of Florida. I think that they can get in as a 3 Love seed. That. Uh, and and I'm gonna st- again stand by the fact I think they're an elite eight team. They're really really good. I've seen them play and um kind of crush some really good ACC opponents. Um, and so uh, but I think Duke is is that other team that is gonna is gonna shock some shock some people. Um, right. Hey Ryan, I got so we'll one.
1: See. All right.
0: All right. Um, so. Let me. Where'd it go? I had one. Ah, uh, right here. Um. All right. Uh, this is another one from Tony. Uh, and I don't know if he's serious about this because I never know if Tony's really serious about this. He said, <laughs> "Do you believe in the East Coast bias?" I don't know what. Um, he's meaning. Yeah, okay. I, I saw that. I, I think. I think maybe, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna extrapolate a little bit from maybe what he's meaning from that is. Are we sleeping too much on some of these teams out in the West, like our UCLA's, Arizona's, uh, Gonzaga's, St. Mary's? Um, I'm not, um, because I just watch and follow an insane amount of college basketball. Um, And um, I want to kind of – can I say something real quick that has nothing to do with that, and then I'll get back to this? Mm -hmm. Have you – ever seen the setup of the WCC tournament
1: no I, I haven't
0: it's insane so if you are a top one or two team so essentially um, let's say there's ten teams in the tournament okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: number nine or number ten plays number seven number eight plays number nine and then they move on and so then the next two seeds get a bye um and then those two games happen and then the next two teams they play will have gotten a second round bye which is pretty normal like the big 10 does that as mm-hmm. well like um yeah. if you're the number 1 or number 2 seed in your conference you get two byes yeah, like
1: a yeah double bye
0: here's the crazy part if you're the number 1 or the number 2 seed in the WCC you're automatically in the semifinals you get three byes so and Ginza- that now that you Gonzaga that. and St. Mary's only have to win two games to win the WCC tournament and get an automatic bid. Uh, as I look more into it, it makes more sense because if you have a good team like Gonzaga, you want to guarantee that they get into the tournament each year by winning your conference, but also at the same time you're you're like screwing the rest of your conference into ever having a chance. like nice. you' like, And now, nobody's going to stand on the soapbox for... There's two conferences I'm going to stand on a a hill and die on. It's the Ivy League, and it's the WCC, and I don't know why. Um, But your teams like your Pacific, your Santa Claras, who's now not going to make it because they just lost to San Francisco, which is a a massive loss that they couldn't take. Um, Your San Francisco's, your um, uh, San Diego State's, uh, they're kind of... um, Loyola, uh, Marimont or whatever it is, they're mm-hmm. stuck um, because once they, like, they either have to go on a crazy run throughout the season because they're not going to beat, like, Gonzaga now, Um, who's their head coach? Uh, What's his name? Uh, the only guy I can think of, it's not Hugh Freeze, but it's along those same lines because Hugh Freeze is the, the football coach at Auburn. Um, right gosh why is his name escaping me i can't remember right now but he's been there for like 30 years and they've had like 20 straight 25 plus win seasons um and so it's just tough to compete with Gonzaga and now you have your St. Mary's and your 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 San Franciscos that also contend each year um it's i see the bracket and it's insane to me like i wish i could just post the bracket through words on this show, because it every time I see it, I'm like, this is the most outrageous conference tournament ever uh, like I've ever seen.
1: Um, right.
0: That being said, now let's get back to the actual question at hand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't think so, um, because I do think UCLA. Has a chance now, do I think in general there is? Yes, I think I think 100 percent people like as West as they go for basketball is like Texas. And that's when like good basketball stops for them. Yeah. Is that, is that a fair assessment?
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah.
0: So um, but Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon in most cases, most years. This year they're kind of down a little bit. Um and 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 like I said, UCLA are are top teams that um while they're not all gonna make the tournament, uh they have a chance to make a run. So um Ryan, any more questions?
1: Um, I'm gonna try to pull one. Oh, this is an interesting one. Shout out, Matt. Any chance that Chris Beard returns to Lubbock? Oh God, no. Because you seen they've uh suspended their current uh coach uh, Mark Adams for a uh, racially insensitive comment that he made. Oh and- no. It, it, I don't see any. If you're Texas Tech, the last thing you want to do is replace someone like it's almost like at this point, I feel like Chris Beard is equivalent. Like he's about as untouchable as I, I, Ime Udoka is in the yeah. NBA. Yeah. As of oh. right now.
0: Oh, like, yeah. You, no. you don't want
1: any controversy after what's well, he, uh, gone down here.
0: There's layers to it. So, obviously, the, the first and foremost layer is the domestic abuse and, and things like that from Chris Beard that I mm-hmm. think, yes, you're right, make him pretty untouchable. Um, mm-hmm. The second layer is you can't just leave Texas Tech and go to Texas in-state rival go straight back. and then just expect to go back. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that. That's That is – What's a good it's not leaving Duke to go to North Carolina and then taking go back to Duke because that's a little bit more extreme. Um, but it is like it's like leaving Ohio State to go to Indiana and then expecting you can just become the head coach at Ohio State again. In a weird way, but not but not really. I don't know. There's no there's no real like comparison. It's really strange. Um Kansas State, you go from Kansas State to be Kansas head coach, and this thing you go back to Kansas State. Like, it just doesn't – you you can't – it doesn't happen. You can't do it kind of thing. Right. So, um, Shout out, Matthew. No. There's mm-hmm. no – I would give it a .0000001% 0. 000 chance that it, it ever it would, happens. It
1: would, it would look even worse just – the last thing you want to do is replace a controversial coach with another controversial coach. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I agree. It's almost like the
1: situation that the Brooklyn Nets were in when they were trying to hire Udoka, and the Kyrie made his anti-Semitic remark, or whatever he, the controversy he was in. And it's like you don't want, you can't put out fire with fire. Yes, yeah, yes. Or you're just spraying gasoline on the wildfire. Let's put it (laughs) that way.
0: No, yeah, you can't. It's yes, I agree. Um. Ryan, we didn't talk a ton about the uh, SEC this week because we did a lot with the Brandon Miller stuff last week. um, But I want to touch on it just for a quick second. Um, Alabama's going to win the, the SEC tournament. They're insane. That Brandon – like, Brandon Miller will bring him up again. He is a freak. He is insanely good at basketball. Um, yes. You know, put any kind of personal feelings, legal things aside, mm-hmm. he is a very, very good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't And think... if he's
1: not charged, he should be allowed to play.
0: Yes. And I don't there's there's no doubt in my mind they win the SEC tournament. There's no oh, doubt.
1: Yeah.
0: Um you're gonna get your Arkansas, like we talked earlier, that are gonna get in. You're gonna get your Texas A and M, um, who at home is very dangerous, but on the road, they're like I don't expect Texas A and M to make a deep run in the tournament if they make it in. Um Like Vanderbilt, not really. Florida, not really. I'm um, just trying to think of teams that could possibly get it. Like Auburn. Auburn is so up and down. Um, like they were so so good last year, and then this year it's like they've kind of they've just taken two steps back, and they haven't really got their footing back on uh, under them. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if there's going to be a team out of the S, I know this is not the the sexy, you know, whatever. Like, and even Kentucky, like we said, Kentucky. I don't trust Kentucky. Uh, if it's going to be a team, it's going to be Alabama.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh,
0: all right, anything else? College basketball. We're gonna uh, again, very college basketball heavy show. When the tournaments come out next week, it's going to continue to be a college basketball heavy show. Just because I of, wait for this week. Yes, it's it's because of the the time of the year um, that mm-hmm. we're in, but um, it is the most wonderful time of the year. So oh, yeah. uh, anything else college basketball-wise?
1: Uh, I think we covered it all. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything, so. um, One last
0: thing before we get out of here, Ryan. Mm-hmm. The number one story right now in the NBA is what's going on with John Morant. Um. I want you to go ahead and paint the picture of everything going on with the John Morant saga. Uh, and we'll go from there. Does that sound good?
1: Yeah. Okay. So really this starts all the way back in January when two, one or two of his friends was banned from the Pacers arena. And and after they were accused of, um, rolling up basically on the security member and like pointing a gun at him with like the laser on him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Read like within last week, like the same day that uh Powerade announced that they were using Ja Morant as like the face of because Power Powerade's kind of been out of the game when it comes to like you know uh sports. Like, yeah, you, you haven't seen like a popular athlete like um advertising for Powerade uh here recently just for whatever reason. So, they were using ja as to kind of to relaunch their uh back in the game of sports. And then a story comes out the same day that over the summer, Ja was accused of punching a 17-year-old like 14 to 16 times. Something happened in the pickup game. at mm-hmm. I forget where they were playing, why he was playing with some random 17-year-old. Yeah. And then also reported that his mom got into an altercation with a finish line employee, and she called it Ja, and him and his friends rolled up with guns, and they got into it with a security guard. And he was on record saying what time he get off or something the employee or whatever yeah Um, and then just the other day he was on instagram live at a club while holding a gun yeah all really bad looks and T- terrible the, yeah yeah terrible looks and for after everything that he's doing like he's moving back could moving backwards with you know you, you're rich you don't need no <laughs> don't need to be doing stuff like this yes yeah it's just not he has sent out a statement saying he's taking full responsibility uh and he's actually his uh, there is no timetable for his return that uh, Taylor Jenkins, their head coach, just announced not yeah, too long
0: ago. Yeah, I, I was going to say Al, Al sent me that as well, um, that uh, – yes, Jenkins said he's indefinitely away uh, for, quote, ongoing healing process. Yeah. Um, you just – I don't know what that means. I don't know right. what he's got
1: to heal from. Right. Um, but – trying to cut off some friends or some people he shouldn't be hanging with. I guess or yes. I, but I I don't know. He's just what he's doing. He's acting stupid. You you, you yeah. don't do things like that.
0: No, he's just such an immense talent, and mm-hmm. um, you know, one of those. He's a great kind of just to bookend it with college basketball guys that can just make like Murray State. He like made Murray State very relevant in the yeah. tournament. Um, mm-hmm.
1: like I and think he came they out only, of nowhere too. Like he wasn't yeah. like this heralded recruit like Zion was. Yeah. He was just a two-star guy who just, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was a diamond in the rough, and Murray State found him, and boom. Yeah. Outstanding player, and it's just, he's got to be, he needs to get someone in his ear who should, who should help him before he makes a wrong turn that there's no coming back from.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Like It's, it's
1: very easy to look at what Aaron Hernandez did, because I think people forget how good of a football player he really was. Mm-hmm. And yes. he made... The ultimate mistake, of being involved in a murder, whether or not he pulled the trigger. Difference. Yes, he he killed a he helped kill a guy and potentially two other people that he got acquitted for, and he's he fucked up his life and well he's and he's dead now. But. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think that there's got to be, um, you
1: you gotta have you have you have to look at like Aaron Hernandez. Someone has to tell him be like you want to be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to a basketball. Do you uh, want to have an Iverson? Yes, or do you want to be Aaron Hernandez?
0: Do you want to have a long career, or do you want it to do you, like because this do can fall mess apart. it up
1: and just be a huge what if?
0: Yes, this can fall apart very fast. So, um, I think I think giving him the indefinite tag is good because then it's like a like uh-huh. you can kind of feel out the environment of what's going on, whether it be in the organization, whether it be around job, ja, whether it be has he kind of kept his name out of the, you know, loop and all that kind of stuff. So, um, no, I, I, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it it seems like a big piling on all at once, but it seems like this is how these stories usually work, right? Like all of a sudden, like three stories about one guy come out all at once. And it's like, Ooh, that's kind of
1: doing stupid stuff. Yes.
0: Yeah. The, the, I don't understand the, the flashing the gun on IG. I don't, I don't get that. I don't That's, get that.
1: Yeah. I don't get that.
0: Um, uh, Ryan, not a lot of um, combine talk. I didn't really keep Anything up with it. Anything
1: worth noting? I mean, yeah, Anthony Richardson's a, an athletic freak, but he's not a very accurate quarterback.
0: No, I know. And we, we, yeah, we, we had this discussion privately, um, Throughout this week, I don't, like, I just don't see why you would take him
1: before. I don't see why you wouldn't take, why Stroud isn't, like, unanimously QB1. Yes. I,
0: I would not take, like, it's Stroud, and then it's a drop, and then it's Young, just because of his size.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: which he came in five 5'10 five, and a quarter, 5'10 and a third. Yeah. He's basically
1: um, Kyler Murray's size, yeah, if not smaller.
0: Yes, yeah, two hundred four pounds. Um, it, so it goes Shroud, and then a drop, and then Young, and then a drop, and then I I think it's pr- kind of a significant drop to then like Levis and and Richardson. Um, I, yeah.
1: What trying yeah. to make Will Levis happen?
0: No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, stop just falling in love with. What he can do, is well, look he at, looks
1: great yes. throwing the, yeah.
0: Look at what he did do, kind of thing. So yes, um, no, I'm with you. I I don't understand. I would not take more than I. I would not take any Richard higher than third or fourth round, personally. I just wouldn't. Um, and so uh, I would
1: take him before I took Will Levis, though.
0: Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. You're right.
1: Um, but you know. Overall, we know uh, Anthony Richardson can turn out to be the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. we it's, literally we have no idea what's going to happen. It's. And, it and is, I wish him all the best. It is strange
0: because I almost brought it up to you, like how many actual number one overall picks have like really, really panned out? Um, yeah, recently, it's it's been a fair amount. It's been a pretty good mm-hmm. amount. Like
1: I would say, yeah, more recently, though, within the past decade, like we really haven't had like a big. Bust at number one in a long time.
0: No, I
1: mean, the only one who I can think of, or the least underwhelming, and he wasn't even all that terrible, is Eric Fisher. Yeah, the left tackle for the Chiefs, uh, and he was still a like, good player. Like, was never was all pro, but golf
0: wasn't taken first overall, was he?
1: He was, yeah, yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: like, but I don't. He's played in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah,
0: I don't know how you rate him though, or rank him. Uh-huh. Like, I think he's a really above average, like if we're doing like terrible, bad, good, great elite, I think he's like in the right in between good and great category
1: no i, I would I would agree on that. um and he's almost kind of like at this point, we can't do any worse with him, and he he's good enough to win you games, yes, yeah, um, but I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of the combine
0: stuff. I kind of have to i I have to compartmentalize my brain into. Just taking in like a good amount of like college basketball, and then I can reflip on n f l football stuff here in a bit uh but um, Ryan, anything else for the good of the cause? Uh, I think we got it all all right, I think so too so uh thank you all for listening. Remember to download rate, review, subscribe, do all those things, Ryan, I forgot to thank you, thank you um for doing this. Of course, Mark. Um, uh, Thank you all for listening once again. uh, Once again, download, rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. It really does help me and Ryan with the show,
1: Uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, y'all.